Mile High Football with Mark Schlereth is powered by Ideal Home Loans. Denver Sports presents the Mile High Football Podcast with Mark Schlereth. Hey guys, welcome into the Mile High Football Podcast. I am Mark Schlereth, and uh, it's 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 Bronco season. It's training camp. It's phase two. It's uh, you know mini camps. They had the rookie mini camp last weekend, and I'll tell you a couple things that came out of that rookie mini camp that really resonate with me. And the way Sean Payton is running the program, we talked about this a bunch. Just that having the adult run the program is a good thing, but there's some slight nuanced things in regards to culture that really caught my eye. And I'm just going to go ahead and address a couple of these things. One, he addressed the fact that the one thing that would bother him more than anything else over the course of the next three or four months is to have one of these rookies, one of these young guys, one of these first-year players, one of these college free agents, one of these draft picks get cut, not produce here as a Bronco, and go on somewhere else and have great production. That haunts him. And I appreciate the fact that Sean Payton has a history of having those college free agents, a history of having those late-round draft choices actually make the football team when he was with the Saints and not only make the football team but be productive. It goes back to a story, and I'm going to paraphrase this story, but Joel Klatt told me the story, and Joel Klatt spent time uh, in training camp with the New Orleans Saints and talked about Sean Payton's just kind of focus and his ability to pick out talent. So he says in the quarterback meeting, hey, man, this dude we drafted in the seventh round, this dude is going to be a player. And he said, hey, we've had these mini camps and we've had some of these offseason training programs and all this stuff. This dude is going to be a player. And made it a point to Drew Brees, let's get him involved as much as possible. Let's work him. Let's get him the football in training. Let's make sure that this guy gets his opportunities. That seventh rounder, Marcus Colston, went on to have a big-time career with the New Orleans Saints in a in a day and age at that time where seventh rounders oftentimes are just foregone, like, hey, man, I don't even know if he's going to make the team, whatever. He's not like a priority in any stretch of the imagination. So those things to me are great, that he's got that kind of focus, that kind of attention to detail, and the fact that once you get here, and we've always said this as, as players, it doesn't matter if you arrive by car, by bus, by train, or by plane. The fact is once you get your foot in the door, that you're here, that you have arrived, and now everybody's got an equal opportunity to shine. And that's all you can ask for as a player. If I have an opportunity to shine, can I go out there and make the most of that opportunity? Because if you are in an organization like the ones that Sean Payton has run historically, if you shine, you're going to get that opportunity, and they don't care where you come from. And they've got a history, like I said, of seventh-rounders, sixth-rounders, fifth-rounders going on to have pro football kind of uh, you know all-pro careers and even Hall of Fame careers for that uh, for that matter. So uh, I love that coming out of rookie minicamp, that, that sound bite and the way he approaches um, football in general. Then I also love this is subtle, but it was interesting to me. No logos on the helmets. And – 
I know that Sean Payton talked about the fact that, hey, man, this is an equipment thing. You know, you put the logos on the helmet, they get scratched up. You got to take them off. You got to wash down the helmets. You got to put them back on when you start playing preseason games. So we're just going to go no logos on the helmet. And on its surface, I accept that answer. But there's a bigger there's a there's a bigger point to not having logos on the helmets. And he talked about it. he's done this with the Saints and everything else. Part of it is you have something to look forward to. You make a team, and I remember going back to my rookie year when I came in with the Washington Redskins, I was number 50. I was number 50 from the time I got drafted, my first rookie minicamp, through the, the summer program, the summer training program. We were there four days a week on the football field doing all kinds of stuff. Um, coming into training camp, I was number 50 all through training camp until I got in that first preseason game. I played a Hall of Fame game against the uh, Buffalo Bills. And I walk into the locker room, and there's my locker, and I'm no longer number 50. I'm number 69. And I got the jersey, and for the first time, my helmet now had a Redskin logo on it, you know, the old school logo on it back in the day. And there was a there was almost a feeling of acceptance because number 50 was a, a backup linebacker, special teams maven named Raven Caldwell. And so he had number 50, I had number 50. Of course, we had, you know, 85 guys or 90 guys in camp, whatever it was. So, um, so it was almost like, hey, man, something special happened. I made, like, not that I made the team, but I've been recognized. I have the right now that I've put all this work in to actually have a number. I still haven't made the team, but now I have a number. And, oh, by the way, now I have a logo on my helmet as well. It's not just red. And I think that means something. I think that it gives you something as a player to look forward to. And it may be a small, nuanced, you know, subtle thing, but I think it's important. I think those things, those little things to have to look forward to are important. And we're talking about building culture within your organization. And that's what Sean Payton has been tasked to do. It's easy to talk about culture. It's easy to say we need to change the culture. It's another thing entirely to actually change it. And I think that's one of the things that Sean Payton is in the process of doing right now is trying to change that proverbial culture. And I think that part is is really important. And then I also want to talk about something else that he instituted. So during the rookie minicamp, he gave out $50 gift cards to guys who could have the most cliche, mundane, boring answers. So when you ask about... Uh, you know, when you ask a player about, um, you know, oh, like, what's your process for making this football team? And you just come out and say, hey, man, I'm going to take this one day at a time, one practice at a time, one meeting at a time. I'm just going to put my work in and, uh, you know, keep my nose down, keep my eye on the target, keep my whatever, you know, eye on the prize. Just throwing out cliches and actually giving the media nothing. And I know that that's going to bother media members. I know that guys are going to get annoyed with that. But man, that is fun. That like is a big time fun culture building um tool, if you will. And and so think about it from a player's perspective. So Sean Payton has a meeting at the end of the 3-day mini camp or 4-day mini camp or a meeting in the uh in phase 2 program or phase 3 whatever it is and everybody's in there and say, "Okay, all right, 
<clears throat> let's give out our $50 gift cards for the most cliche answer. And now everybody, like, they turn out the lights, the projector goes on, and here is, you know, Drew Sanders or somebody coming up and saying, hey, listen, you know, I just took it one practice at a time, one play at a time. I really, uh, you know, I really was focused. My focus was strong, and I uh, showed up on time, and uh, I worked hard. Yeah, like, and everybody is hooting and hollering and laughing, and it just becomes fun. And then that guy comes down the, you know, the, down the stairway and, and, you know, to the front, and he's handed his $50 gift card. Like, that stuff is fun. That stuff creates camaraderie. That stuff, it's a game. You know, I, I go back to a, a dear friend of mine who passed away several years ago, um, but James Street, his son, Houston Street, was an all-star pitcher for a very long time, was a closer uh, in the in the Major League Baseball. He was a closer for the Rockies for a long time. Um, and, and James Street used to say this all the time, and I'm 100% on board with this. There's always a game going on. And if you don't know what the game is, you're probably it. And you got to have that. I mean, we are a bunch of overgrown children playing a child's game and getting paid handsomely to do it. And I love that aspect of creating a game within the game, keeping the competition going. There's always a competition going on. I say this all the time about my own life. Uh, Everything to me is a competition. I don't care for washing dishes. I want to whip your ass at washing dishes. That's how I'm wired. And so there's always this game going on. There's always this competition going on. And you're creating a competition within your own team to be more cliche than the next guy when it comes to your addressing the media. That, to me, is fun. That, that to me, is great. And ultimately, and lastly, um, I think there's a lot of excitement about guys like Drew Sanders the draft choice linebacker out of Arkansas, or Marvin Mims, or even Riley Moss. Um, And I think one of the cool things about this draft class is you're getting an opportunity to compete right now. You're working hard. You're doing all those things. But there seems to be some buzz around these guys and the ability to contribute this year. And ultimately, that's what it comes down to. When you look at how a roster is constructed. You know, there's a few first-rounders, right, and those guys are supposed to blossom right away and do all that stuff, but the majority of your roster is built in the second to the fourth round. That's where the majority of your roster, the building blocks of what your foundation as a football team is, and it looks on the surface that they have found some guys in those rounds, rounds two, three, four, that uh, are going to contribute right away. And that, to me, is an awesome thing for the Denver Broncos. Hey, listen, for everybody involved in the Mile High Football Podcast, we want to thank our presenting sponsors, the great folks over at Ideal Home Loans. Uh, They do a great job over there. Brent Ivinson, a good friend, a dear friend. Uh, He's been working with the radio station forever. Great guy, and he's a He's a damn good golfer as well. Anyhow, uh, for everybody involved for Ideal Home Loans, we thank you so much. We'll be back with you next week. Mile High Football with Mark Schlereth is powered by Ideal Home Loans.